Time now to take a look at the first half of your evening news here on KCIM. This is Abby Ward reporting. White Rock Conservancy is kicking off the second event for its 20 Adventures for 20 Years celebration program. On February 17th, starting at 10 a.m., the organization is hosting a cardboard sled race competition at the Burr Oak Visitor Center east of Coon Rapids on Highway 141. Teams will construct their cardboard sled to bring and compete against other teams in a race. The entire sled, including all riders and parts, must cross the finish line first to move on to the elimination races. The winner and runner-up from each division will win a prize. The program will also host a best-in-show competition for the sled with the most unique design. Materials to build the sled can include cardboard, duct tape, and household garbage bags. No wood, glue, industrial adhesives, staples, rope, wire, or plastic shrink wrap will be permitted on the sled for safety purposes. All riders must wear helmets for protection and bike helmets are acceptable. There is a $20 registration fee and those interested in registering must do so by February 12th by contacting Misty Conrad by calling 712-790-8221 extension 1 or email mconrad at whiterockconservancy.org. Again, the White Rock Conservancy Cardboard Sled Race begins on Saturday, February 17th at 10 a.m. at the Burr Oak Visitor Center in Coon Rapids. The City Council of Lake City has officially posted and is now accepting bids for the constructing of the new pickleball courts in Goines Park. Fundraising for the project started around October of last year. City Administrator Jacob Matthews says many local businesses and individuals are offering to donate materials and labor for the project, all of which need to be submitted in the form of a bid, accepted by the City Council and reviewed by the project engineer before a start date can officially be announced. The bids might be a mix of donated material or labor and other things that council may end up selecting. It'll add a little time for our engineering firm to figure it all out, but it should be done no later than August. Bids are open until February 29th at 10 a.m. All bids wishing to be considered must be submitted by that deadline, otherwise that bid will be returned to the center, sender unopened. The City Council discussed designating an official clock to ensure everything is clear about when the bids need to be submitted. The official clock is in the town square, so anything after 10 a.m. on the 29th, according to our clock on the town square, won't be considered. Matthew says there is a lot of excitement in the community for this pickleball court, and as long as everything goes smoothly, it should be completed by August of this year for people to enjoy yet this summer. Again, bids for the project are being accepted and are due to Lake City by February 29th at 10 a.m. Senator Joni Ernst stands against the U.S. Department of Education's new formula when determining eligibility for free application for federal student aid, otherwise known as FAFSA, for Iowa farm and small business owners. Ernst says the Biden administration has had three years to create the new FAFSA form following the FAFSA Simplification Act in 2020, but the form just went live a week after the deadline of January 1st, 2024. The form is more confusing now than ever, and there's a lot of terminology that's been used that we've never heard before. Things like investment farm, 
I asked my team, I'm like, what the heck is an investment farm? I've never heard that language before. They went back to the Department of Education and asked these questions, and the Department of Education couldn't even explain what an investment farm was. So there is confusion. The term investment farm refers to small family farms and businesses with less than 100 people that are operated to build profits for the owner. Ernst says some Iowa families may be required to pay over $40,000 to be able to send their children on for further education. What the administration has effectively done is cut the children of small business owners or farmers effectively out of receiving federal aid or to a much lower scale. And they do that because now they're including farm equipment and farm land as you figure out how much assets do the families have available. Ernst says many Iowa small businesses and farms are asset rich but cash flow poor. Ernst is working alongside Senator Chuck Grassley on this issue and says they are pushing the administration to fix their FAFSA fiasco to ensure Iowans don't have to sell their family farm to afford college. We're going to keep pushing on the FAFSA because we've got a lot of really bright young men and women and we want, if they choose to go on to higher education, we want to give them that opportunity. The FAFSA fact sheet from the senators have been included with this story on our website. Carroll County, Iowa State University Extension and Outreach invites local producers to register for an upcoming workshop on cover crop implementation. Iowa Learning Farms, in collaboration with ISU Extension, is set to conduct a workshop on cover crops and relay intercropping on Wednesday, February 28th from 12 to 2 p.m. at the East Shelter House and Swan Lake State Park. The program offers farmers and landowners an opportunity to explore and discuss these conservation practices. Cover crops provide many benefits, including soil erosion reduction, weed suppression, reduced nutrient runoff, increased organic matter, and forage for livestock. In a relay intercropping system, which involves growing three crops in two years, farmers gain marketable small grain cover crops and additional revenue. Dr. Matt Helmers, director of the Iowa Nutrient Research Center, Dr. Mark Lynch, associate professor and extension cropping system specialist, and Dr. John Delham, postdoctoral research associate, will host the workshop. The program is free to farmers, but reservations are required to attend. Participants will enjoy a complimentary meal and have the chance to win ISU Prairie Strips honey in a drawing. For reservations, contact Elena Whittaker at 515-294-2473 or ILF at iastate.edu. The workshop is supported by the USDA Natural Resources Conservation Service. Manning Regional Healthcare Center is hosting free Welcome to Medicare seminars in collaboration with the State of Iowa Senior Health Insurance Information Program, or SHIP. These seminars, scheduled for March 26, May 28, July 30, September 24, and November 26, from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m., aim to provide valuable information to individuals interested in understanding Medicare. Led by MRHC and SHIP, the seminars will cover Medicare Parts A and B benefits, Prescription Drug Benefits Part D, Medicare Advantage Plans, Medicare Supplement Insurance, and strategies to identify and prevent Medicare fraud. 
Interested participants are required to register by calling 712-655-2072 one week before the seminar. Even for those not yet eligible for Medicare, SHIP Counselor Nancy Danner advises starting to gather information up a year before turning 65. Danner is available for appointments every Wednesday at MRHC, offering insights to Medicare decision-making benefits, plan options, claims, and fraud prevention. To schedule an appointment, individuals can email ship.counselor at mrhcia.com or by calling 712-655-2072. And that has been the first half of your evening news here on KCIM. We will be back for more after these messages. Refresh yourself in the new year with Pringer Slumberland and their mattress event. Matt, this sale is awesome. Yeah, right now we're happy to introduce Purple. And with that, we're going to save you up to $400 on select Purple mattresses. We're also happy to introduce our new 365-day mattress guarantee. Pretty much you get to sleep on your bed for a full year and any time from the first 30 days to the end of the year. You can let us know if it's not working out for you, whatever it may be, to make sure that you're getting the best night's sleep possible. Come check out the brand new Purple mattresses and see store for great details and savings. Pringer Slumberland. 1318 Highway 30 West in Carroll. The Broasted Chicken is back. That's yummy. Come to the Moose Lodge in Carroll this Thursday for Broasted Chicken Dinner from 5.30 to 8. They'll be serving chicken, baked potato, coleslaw, and a roll. Yummy, yummy, yummy. Dine in or carry out. Call 792-3151. Broasted Chicken Dinner this Thursday, 5.30 to 8 at the Moose Lodge in Carroll. Yummy. Time now for the second half of your evening news here on KCIM. This is Abby Ward reporting. But before we get into the stories, let's take a look at a quick weather forecast with some weather facts for you. So tonight we're looking at a 30% chance of rain, mainly between the hours of 10 p.m. and 3 a.m. Otherwise, mostly cloudy skies with a low around 46. It's going to be windy with wind gusts as high as 36 miles per hour. Tomorrow, we're looking at a 20% chance of rain, mainly between 1 and 2 p.m. in the afternoon. Otherwise, partly sunny skies with a high near 58 degrees. Winds are going to continue with gusts as high as 36 miles per hour. Thursday night, we're looking at mostly cloudy skies, then gradually becoming mostly clear with a low around 32. Breezy with gusts as high as 26 miles per hour. Friday, the winds are going to die down, and we're going to look at mostly sunny skies with a high near 46. And Friday night, partly cloudy with a low around 27. Looks like the winds are going to pick up again Friday night with gusts as high as 18 miles per hour. Some other facts for you today. Record high was set back in 1987 at 64 degrees, and record low was negative 24 set back in 1905. Yesterday's high was 54 degrees, and yesterday's low was 28. Sunrise tomorrow will be at 7.26 a.m., and back in 1921, they recorded 10 inches of snow. Thank goodness we do not have that anymore, and hopefully we do not get any more. I am not a fan of snow. Now, let's take a look at your evening news. Carroll Economic and city leaders are beginning to set their sights on what is to come next for the community's central business district following the recent release of the Iowa Economic Development Authority Downtown Resource Center's assessment. IEDA staff spent two and a half days in Carroll near the end of November and compiled their findings into a 41-page report that was released near the end of January. 
Carroll County Growth Partnership and the City of Carroll partnered to conduct the study for only $2,500. City Manager Aaron Quaker says the report starts by noting how well-positioned Carroll's downtown is. There's a lot of people that felt, you know, JCPenney's closed, you know, there's nothing downtown. Well, there actually is a lot of businesses, and they really highlighted that in their conversations. And I think the, the big picture for us is we need to promote that now. The assessment reports highlights five themes from the CCGP, Chamber of Commerce, and the City of Carroll to emphasize, with first begin, begin, the first being business image and identification. Quaker and CCGP Executive Director Kimberly Tiefenthaler note that they are still developing their plan, but it will likely take the form of increased marketing efforts, additional signage, and other similar efforts. The second theme was creating activities and experiences in the downtown area. Tiefenthaler says that is a topic they are already considering. So there's a space in between the movie theater and just around the corner that we have been talking with Fridley's about, and there's an opportunity there. We know the movie theater might want to expand sometimes, so we have to be careful what we do in that space, but we can certainly do something that will last five, seven years, however long we can have that space. So I think there are, there are opportunities to create green spaces and, and gathering spaces, maybe soften up some spaces, if you will. And we've got a, a depot area too, a nice green space that doesn't get used That's something that we're talking about as well. One issue the IEDA noted in their report is Carroll's capacity for economic development. Carroll falls into an odd space where its population is too large to be eligible for many grant programs, but is not large enough to entice more prominent developers and retail chains. The IEDA recommends Carroll to maximize the resources that are available and create smaller opportunities themselves where gaps exist. Other key component for the report is the cohesive design standard for the district. The report notes Carroll has a historic downtown which has been lost over time. It notes how some stores, like the current Brown Shoe Fit location, sticks out from the rest of downtown. Maybe doing a partnership with Brown Shoe Fit there and maybe making that that crown jewel show. This is our first and this is our big one. We're probably not going to do one quite that big again, but we can still start looking at other facades and be partners with them to make those facades better too. Quicker and Tiefenthaler say it was great to have some people from outside the community come to Carroll and examine the downtown with clear eyes. The final section of the report suggests priority projects. Immediate priorities to be completed in the next six months include removing obsolete store signs, developing incentives to fill unused space, and adopting a downtown design guide. Long-term plans such as a community-wide marketing strategy, a building rehabilitation program, and mentorship programs would be implemented over the next several years. The complete interview from Wednesday morning on KCIM and a link to the 41-page report are included with this story on our website. A proposal under review in the Iowa legislature would let homeowner associations that govern properties surrounding public lakes set speed limits and other rules for boating and other activities on the water. Last fall, a district court ruled the Sunny Valley Lake Association had no authority to enforce boating rules on a southwest Iowa lake. That ruling has created problems for Lake Panorama near Panora. 
John Ruthledge is general manager at the Lake Panorama Association. He says homeowners who use the lake have agreed to the limits of boat size and how many boats can be on the lake at once. Speed limits are also enforced so boats don't create a wake that would rock or swamp other boats nearby. We have nothing that we believe is frivolous or overreaching. It's all in cooperation with DNR to make sure that we can have a safe boating environment. And I and believe that we've, we've demonstrated that over the last 50 years. Ducks Unlimited, the Sierra Club, and the Iowa Conservation Alliance that represents hunting and fishing organizations argue that states should regulate activities on all public lakes. Small private vessels can access Lake Panorama on the dock upstream, but Ruthledge says 99.9% of the boats on the lake are owned by Lake Panorama homeowners. It's not our intent to overreach. It's our intent only to govern our own members for safety. A bill on the subject has cleared initial review in the Iowa House and Senate, and a senator who's working on the bill says the primary goal is to ensure safe boating on Lake Panorama. Lake Delhi in eastern Iowa is a private lake, but the Iowa Department of Natural Resources enforces boating rules on that lake. An effort to impeach Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas has failed to garner enough support in the U.S. House of Representatives yesterday. But Iowa District 4 Representative Randy Feenstrout was one of the 214 Republicans who supported the measure. The measure, which failed on a 214 to 216 margin, was brought over allegations that Mayorkas has severely mishandled the nation's southern border as tens of thousands of foreign nationals enter the country illegally on a monthly basis. Feenstrover released a statement following his vote supporting Mayorkas' impeachment, saying, I vote to impeach Secretary Mayorkas for his intentional failure to secure our border and protect our families. Under his watch, terrorists, drug traffickers, foreign nationals and da with dangerous ties to China and millions of illegal immigrants have broken our laws and crossed our border with no vetting at all. His derelication of duty has proven catastrophic not only for communities along the border, but also our rural Iowa communities here at home. Senator Mayorkas' unwillingness to close the border and defeat the drug cartels have left too many families mourning the death of a loved one to fentanyl and the opioid crisis. I have repeatedly called on President Biden and Secretary Mayorkas to enforce the laws on the books and restore order at our border. Those calls have fallen on deaf ears, which has reinforced my decision to impeach Senator Mayorkas. Three other Iowa representatives, Marianette Miller-Meeks, Ashley Hinzen, and Zach Nunn, also supported the impeachment effort. And that has been a look at your evening news here on KCIM. This has been Abby Ward reporting. Have a great evening.